Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy off day, Cubs fans. A day to finally rest. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo on the end, Ryan Herrera in from the press box, and in the middle, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jordan Burnfield. Woo! Gracing us <laughs> with his presence. Reoccurring guest. Yeah, yes. now officially reoccurring yes. again. Friend of the sh- we like to say friend of the show. It's good mm-hmm. to be back. It's good to see you guys. Yeah, good to see you. Yeah, dressed up real nice too. <laughs> dressed, yeah, just w- for you, Cody. It was yeah. really just for you. Dressed I felt him. bad. I walked in. I'm wearing shorts. Everyone thinks yeah. that these aren't shorts, at least according to last Only night's bar, show. Actually, and now you know. <laughs> How are they not shorts? Well, listen, the chat. It was uh, last night. <laughs> they were bar. She's a wild colored. card. There's, there's a bunch of other people who thought I wasn't wearing pants. <laughs> We're celebrating the Cubs winning 10-4 to 4 last night, and people at the end of the show are like, is Cody wearing pants or not? And I'm like, yes, I'm wearing pants. According to Barb. But you three, proved that you're wearing pants Three today. out of four hosts wearing are pants. wearing trousers today, as Barb yeah. would say. Yes. <laughs> A great Pat Hughes word, trousers. Uh, trousers, yes. By the way, Aaron agrees with me. Doug says, see, I'm not e- egotistical as to say things that get my name mentioned during the show. That said, I totally agree with Luke. Uh, Aaron says, first I didn't agree with Luke, but then I, it turned out I actually did agree with Luke. Uh, Grant Friedman says Luke really makes a good point. I agree with him. Uh, I always Brent says I always agree with Luke and most of the time I agree with Cody. So thank you for agreeing with me. It's I just nice to that. win a little bit of that too. Yeah, I didn't get any of that. Yeah. But also they were saying this before Luke said anything today. So right, it's like but it's, that's... It's cheap. I'll read your name it's and cheap. whatever you said if you agree with me. Yeah, it's like if you use hashtag vibes, I'll try and read it if I'm not like ranting about something and not looking at the chat. <laughs> I try to read them if, if I'm looking, but I'm not looking at the chat the entire time, like Luke always is, because I could be saying something, blah, 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 blah. This guy was not good tonight. Luke's automatically like, oh, this guy says he agrees with me <laughs> out of nowhere, all right? <laughs> You'll do that sometimes. I will. Mm-hmm. I will. Hey, should we get right to the breaking news? Should. The big breaking Cubs news? By the way, this is for mostly for the people doing the live chat and watching the live show on YouTube. If you're checking this out, podcast form, it won't be as breaking at that point when you're checking it out, but... Here it is. We got new dope merch. Uh-huh. New dope merch. Let's go. New dope merch. Look at that. Third new shirt of the season is out from CHGO. Go to the CHGO locker, allchgo.com. Home in the north side, baseball club. I like this one. I, gotta, I like this one. I got to say, I hope this is a, uh, like, maybe a little, like, a little tease, a little sprinkle to, like, a hat because, like, I do like the hat in the middle. That would be a cool hat. Yeah, it would be a it's got cool Field hat. of Dreams vibes going. Yeah, those yeah. Like old timey, yes. old school type vibes. What I'm but getting from these. But other, shirts. other than the tees that I'm trying to manifest, the shirt bangs. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, if you sign up to be a diehard, one of those beauties could be yours for free, because when you sign up to be a diehard, you get access to all of Ryan's articles, not just some of Ryan's articles throughout the season, and you get to choose one free shirt from the CHGO locker. So maybe that's the one you want. Maybe you want the one that I'm wearing. Maybe you're the Come one. On. Three out of four hosts are wearing CHGO shirts. Uh, and also, if you're already a diehard, that you can get it for 20% off. 20% off so all the like events. All the perks. We got yeah. the Bears schedule coming out. I'm guessing there's going to be a tailgate for that Packers game, first game of the yeah. season. <laughs> Soldier Field. 20% off all events. Everything. All events. And, of course, you get the box with the CHGO diehard card. Which will get you lots of things. In fact, if you go to the wine place that Jordan works at as well, you could probably throw that down. They'll give you an expensive bottle of wine for <laughs> yeah. free. I did not offer that. Oh, you didn't? You, yeah, that was yeah. me. I, I'm I apologize. Out, though. <laughs> yeah. I apologize. I'm going to take yeah. the, the card in that box and go to the winery <laughs> yeah. and see if it works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the name of the wine place again? Uh, Domain. 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 Yeah. Wine it's, for, it's for wine collectors. Yeah. Wine storage, wine transit, uh, you know, all things wine collection. So, and we sell some wine as well. See, so when Jordan's not broadcasting tons of games on ESPN and other outlets, or when he's not watching Cubs baseball obsessively, he's also dealing with fine wines and collections around the area. Yeah, I mean, it helps uh, pass the time on a night when they're not playing so well, right? So, Sometimes the wine yeah. comes in. A- I don't know <laughs> if you've noticed, it's not necessarily a fine wine, but it's very close. A good 3-1-2 beer bat chug from Cody after every win. Yes. He's not collecting them because we get them free in the fridge over here, but they're still. Yeah, Goose Island's my favorite beer. That first, that first drop hits your mouth. That's it. Changed my life. When, they, when I became best friends with them, 
It really did change my life. <laughs> All right, so Cubs just completed 16 games in 16 days. Uh, not a ton of good things happened. They went 6-10 and 10 on that, and Nico Horner strained his hamstring a little bit, mild strain, still isn't back, could be back fairly soon, we think. Um, good things that did happen, Morell is up, Mervis is up. I'm curious, with the next stretch of games coming, Twins, Astros, Phillies, then Mets, Reds, and Rays at home after that to wrap up the month, what makes you feel good about the Cubs, Jordan Burnfield, as the Cubs try to finish up the month of May? I mean, they, obviously, they just went through a tough stretch, and they're going to have another tough stretch coming up. But to me, you know, I, I follow what's going on on the socials, and, you know, I listen to you guys, and I, and I hear what people are saying about the team, and I know that there's been some consternation about, you know, the recent rough stretch with, with certain people. I feel like what makes me feel good about this team, there's a lot of things. First of which is Justin Steele might be one of the top pitchers in baseball in 2023, and I think all of us sitting here, if before the season we had told you what his numbers would be today, you would not only would have signed for that, but I think you would have said, this means that the Cubs' rebuilding effort mm-hmm. has a light at the end of the tunnel. Yep. And so I think that's number one. I think secondly, you know, Nico Horner, I know he's banged up a little bit right now, but has emerged as a all-star caliber player. I think that Cody Bellinger... I think none of us really knew what we were going to get from him. The fact that he's been this good to this point in the season has been great. Stroman, after last year, I think having kind of a shaky first season with the Cubs, has had a really good start to the year. I think that the record for me isn't that important as much as these trending parts of the equation are because I still feel that unless things were to break incredibly well for the Cubs, they're not a playoff team this year, which is fine because a year from now or two years from now, if they add slug to this team and they add some bullpen arms and maybe one more starting pitcher, then you're talking about a team that can really do some damage. So I think this upcoming stretch is important as all these games are for certain players to keep developing and keep seeing what they are, and, and, and truthfully, as great of a story as Bellinger is, I don't know if I'm ready to fully buy it, right? I mean, <laughs> I need to see more of it. But at this point in the year, I think there's way more positive than negative about the Cubs. I think what Jordan Burnfield is saying is, like a fine wine, the Cubs need to age a little bit. They, they do. You need to let it, let it settle. Swirl it around in your, in your, <laughs> yeah. wine, in your red wine glass a little bit. Take yeah. a sniff. Take a sniff of that red wine, swirl it around a little bit more. You don't have the finished product yet. We're decanting this team. Decanting. That's (laughs) the word I was looking for. I didn't know it, but I was looking for it. The only thing that I'm like kind of disagree with you on, you know, it's mainly on the whole making the playoffs or not. And that's only because coming to today, they're only two and a half games back, despite being six and 15 since the, the, what, the end of the Dodgers series? Yeah when they came to Wrigley. So like, and my whole point of that is that this division sucks. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, look, they, they probably could win the division. Yeah. Flawed as they are. Right. Yes. But I think that Six they, going into the year, right. we knew. Six and 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are clear Whatever. deficiencies. Don't right? let the facts get in the way of a good story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there, there's clearly <laughs> deficiencies, right? I mean, they weren't built to have a great bullpen mm-hmm. and they don't have a great bullpen. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they went in with, Michael Fulmer as the closer, which I think was tenuous at best, and it has proved to be not a great bullpen. But yet, you know, like a fine wine. Right? Yeah. So I mean, so the point is, like, what they are is, I think, a representation of the roster that they built, which is not probably good enough in a normal year yeah. to be a playoff team. That all said, in the greater picture of what they're becoming. There was so much to like about the direction that so many of these guys are going. The positives. Yeah, yeah. You're, You're saying, Cody, well who expected the Cardinals to be this bad? No one. Nobody. Yeah. We, we were like, when we did our season predictions, we all said, okay, Cardinals are the class of the division. They may have some flaws, but they're the best team in the division on paper going in. Mm-hmm. Turns out right now they're not. Are they this bad, though? Because I still – maybe yeah. it's just me being a oh, fan. Be. Well, no, I, I expect them to make a run. Yeah. I expect them to at least get back to 500 and hang around and yeah. make me very annoyed. Yeah. Uh, but I yeah. will say that I didn't expect it to get this bad, though. Agreed. Uh, I knew I, – I did sit on this show and say in the offseason that 
if that team was going to be a real World Series contender like they should be because they have two potential Hall of Famers on that roster in the back end of their careers coming off MVP caliber seasons and they have all this young talent and all this, I said that they needed to add a starting pitcher, not sign Wilson Contreras. They signed Wilson Contreras and didn't sign a starting pitcher, and here they are 13 and 25. I have so. to say, <laughs> speaking of the Wilson Contreras thing, was that not the weirdest? It, the oh, fact man. that this is happening to them, mm-hmm. I could see it happening to us. Yes. Yeah. I'm surprised this is happening to them because I feel like anyone that followed Wilson Contreras' career in Chicago, even if you were not in Chicago, knew, I don't think this was a secret, that Wilson Contreras, that the amount of time and effort the Cubs had to take to make him a passable defensive catcher. Right, like, mm-hmm. wasn't this known? And how did they not know? Well, it's like it, this it's, is like role reversal. It wasn't an industry secret either. Like that yeah. was a yeah. reason a lot of teams weren't clamoring to trade from the deadline. Why the Astros deal got kind of nixed, and why teams weren't, you know, why he wasn't that the hottest player on the market when he hit free agency. Right, like I was. The Cardinals were just the only team that was willing to give him the eighty plus million dollars. Yeah, they they, to be they, a they catcher saw something in him as far as. Replacing Yadier and Molina, but uh, the things that Yadi and Wilson did really well were weren't really the same. Like Yadier Molina was like he was he's like Jan Gomes, but like not, I'm not on steroids, but like yeah, he was Jan Gomes, but better at, at doing that stuff, right? Um, Wilson wasn't the defensive catcher that Yadier Molina ever was, or he still isn't as good as Yadi ever was. Like the soft factors, the game planning, game calling, and that's like when you hear. Oliver Marmol and, and all you know, all the Cardinals people talk about it. Like that's what they're trying to get him to is like all these like learning how to be the catcher in their system. Like, like Yadier Molina became and was really good at doing for a long time. And so that the the for one to just publicly strip him of catcher duties, like all this stuff is like are you, like this is it's weird. It's very weird. And the they pinned it on him. They're it, like, we stink, and it's your fault. Pretty much. And then they and tried then to walk it back it and said that it wasn't. Yeah. But it's like yeah. you literally stripped him. I mean, even if you walked back, is catching like a few days a week, right? Like mm. then, then people might might start asking the questions, and then you can answer it. But no, it, they literally came out and said like we're we're not going to be catching Wilson Contreras yeah. for the Don't time being. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Might but well I'm just call the press conference. Like I'm pretty sure they were 6-17 and 17 with him as the catcher and, like, around 500 with, with Kinsler catching. So Well, and did you see that close to it? The decision was made with Wayne also – asking Wainwright and Flaherty and some other pitchers, like, what do we do? It was like a group decision of, and they all were like, uh, Wilson well, not catching, <laughs> Wilson not catching. Now, well, I heard Mets. Apparently, I, I read, I forgot where I read, it might have been Katie Blue of The Athletic, that Wainwright, when they met with him on Sunday, actually offered to, like, that be the, like, when he pitches the day that Wilson catches, like, he's like, that he's gonna be like a personal catcher, so to speak. Yeah. So apparently, oh, Wayno wasn't I, completely yeah. all in. Because because Wainwright is probably calling his own pitches anyway, right? Like he's like, who? It doesn't matter who's back there. But I heard Matt Spiegel briefly on the radio this week before the series saying, "This is the first time he can remember. This is a clear sign that the Cubs not only have a better front office, but are are a better." franchise than the Cardinals moving a, a smarter I'm, I think I think the phrase was smarter franchise than the Cardinals how many times in your lifetime could you say that now Theo on the rebuild in 2016 yeah. it's magic in a bottle and it all works for a little while but when you kind of look oh, at a yeah. decision like this yeah. it's so uncardinal yeah I mean, you know that's why in 15 you know in my life as a Cub fan other than when they won the World Series when they destroyed St. Louis oh. in the 15 mm. playoffs. Oh. That was one of the most <laughs> satisfying moments as a sports fan in my entire life. Because, like you said, yeah. they have always been the smart organization. We have not. And the roles completely reversed. And then I'm watching all this stuff with Contreras this week. Also, not surprising that he took the complete heel turn. Oh, like, no. I thought he, it was fine. That he's rounding <laughs> the bases going like this. and stuff. Yeah. It's like, I... I think we all kind of knew yeah. him signing at St. Louis was going to bring this kind of... He's an entertainer. And everyone knew he was yeah. going to embrace it. Yeah. Like, He's I, an I, emotional I, entertainer. And this is what we yeah. talked about the, on Monday. It's like, as long as it's... It, 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 
give him his due because what he did as a Cub, right? Like he won the World Series, made three All Star games, great. Yeah. But he's also a Cardinal now, so if you're a Cubs fan, like, sure, go ahead and boo him. He's probably going to invite you to do it as he did all series. He right? loves him. Go ahead. He he thrives off that. So like, don't forget that. if you're a Cubs fan, like, don't forget he likes when you boo him when opposing teams boo him. Um, but yeah, I I had no. I, talk, I knew, like, if the boos were going to come, he'd embrace it because, he, you know, he talks about he still loves Cubs fans, whatever. Whatever they do, like, he's not Well, and we watched him do him. it here. I yeah, mean, so every time saying. I went to Milwaukee, Milwaukee hates him. It's it's funny <laughs> yeah. how his brother plays for their, plays there now. And I sometimes I will stroll into Brewer's Twitter and I'll see all of them <laughs> of just, like, comparing him and William Contreras and how he's so much – it's just like, dude, you guys – you guys are freaking weird, man. Like, I just like it's it's. But again, the Wilson Contreras has had some moments with the Brewers, and you know he knows that they don't like him. So like, yeah, as, when he was a Cub, we we got to see that side, and so I, that's yeah. why I don't have a problem with um, all the antics on the bases and stuff because that's just who he is. Yeah. So, so I wanted to. I'm walking it back to like your original question. Yeah. Like what makes you still feel kind of yeah? What good makes about you feel Cubs? good about the rest of the month? The Cubs. The, the rest. They of the month. are. Like they are, as as far as the underlying numbers go, and we it's a results based sport business. Like the results matter and whatever, but you look at their stats, their underlying stats, and they're a pretty good all around team. Like just overall WAR, according to Fangraphs, their pitching staff, their starting pitching is ninth, their bullpen is ninth, their uh, just whole position player group is fourth. Like they're a good team and. The fact that they're one game under 500 now, like they had that pretty bad stretch, right? Like we, but we also have talked about it. Like they weren't getting blown out, they weren't just getting no hit, like whatever it was. Like it was a bunch of close games, and you know that magnifies some of the decisions that David Ross makes, or when a bullpen blows a one-run lead, which we know bullpens do, plenty of over the course of a of a 162-game season. Like that's all that's going to get magnified in that in a stretch like that when ten of your last losses are all three runs or less. So you're you're there almost every day. Are you surprised yeah. by how much Ross is getting crushed on? So I well, I personally am <laughs> fairly surprised by how much Ross gets destroyed on social media because I think that when you rip the manager to the degree that he is being ripped, there is a presumption that the team should be way better than it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that objectively, they're probably playing a little bit below where they should be, given the numbers. But, mm-hmm. like, they shouldn't be 15 games over five. Like, I don't look at this roster and say, they no. should be running away with the Central. He's doing a bad job. So I feel like there is a presumption of things that he can't control, but it's like, what is he supposed to... Like, if we're going between Boxberger yeah. and Alzali, like, what's the... Well, and then when you look at the it, next segment, Mr. Yeah. Bird, well, okay. you read well, my mind. For one, <laughs> yeah. for one, no, I'm not surprised because I saw them rip him the last two years, and yeah, those right. teams were infinitely... Or not infinitely. They, were, they weren't as good as this they team, were, right? Yeah. Way yeah. less talented. But um, it's also to the point where, like, the he makes the decisions and they'll get scrutinized, but the players also have to perform. Like the one I think is was it Miami when they had the bases loaded three times and like scored one run off yeah. of it, and like it was their Two best Saturdays players. Yeah. Like their best players were the ones striking out. Like I think Hap might have stricken out in that in that time. Like their best players, the guys that are supposed to perform, didn't get it done. So it's like yeah. he's scrutinized some decisions you, for sure. Like we talk about the bunts, but like it's also sometimes well, he, the decisions he makes. Should work in theory, and they they just don't. You know. Well, to me, if the only criticism I've really had with David Ross, honestly, has been the bunts at times, and then I don't like how he's made a lot of the lineups. And I'm and Luke can stand yeah. up for me for this. I don't. I'm not one who complains about lineups a lot, but I can't take seeing Eric Hosmer hitting sixth again while Matt Mervis is on this roster, uh, and you also have Trey Mancini. Like there have been, he was also hitting f- over 400 with runners in scoring position. I understand. Just I understand that. Just but saying. If you look at the overall numbers, he should not be hitting six he was in this hitting, line. Yeah, that's Wait, fair. But I also I understand that Flaherty your, is was awful against uh, lefties. That's the spot I, where I you're going to have runners in scoring position. That's all I'm going to say. Hold yeah. your thoughts on David Ross because first I want to <laughs> tell you. I'm just saying that like it's those are the only things that I've ever had. And it's not like I'm sitting on this show every single day complaining about the Cubs lineup. But there have been times where it's like, why is this guy here and Christopher Morell and d- down batting eighth and ninth or whatever, you know? It's, yeah. To no, be that's, that's with the way fair. he's hitting the minors. To be yeah. fair to Cody, he doesn't complain about the lineups that often, and he has worn pants on every show. Except for the last, like, three <laughs> days. Except for, except for recently, shows. which was Especially. debatable. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of All City and CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear. Get tons of compliments on and off the course. Cody's got a nice little hoodie from them, a mm-hmm. little white, cool hoodie. Oh, yeah. Wicks away the sweat, I keeps you cool, Should've but also today. keeps the sun off you. They're a family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, even our favorite beer sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep those drinks nice and cold the entire round, or maybe an expensive bottle of wine. It depends on who you're playing with. Check out pinsandaces.com. Use the code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order. Get free shipping as well. That's pinsandaces.com. Now, one great thing about... Fubo TV, which I have on my phone, is that you can take it anywhere. But you, you, you could, first of all, you could hook up Fubo TV right to your television at home. You get a smart oh, TV, yeah. just cut the cord from the, the cable company, move on without them. I got it. There you go. Got a little yeah. Fubo? I got Fubo. Fubo, Fubo. excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he does have Fubo. It's yeah, Fubo see, action. I, my I see Fubo. it. Yeah. Look at that. There it is. You see, watch Marquee on it? it well, yeah, oh, that's one of the only reason it's there. You can take. That's one of the only ways you can in this yeah. city. Yeah. If, if yeah. you're gonna, but they do have 140 plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. Stream live TV from any device. Watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. Start watching immediately. They've got a seven-day free trial right now, which is great. Check it out for a week. See what you think. They're pretty good. Gar- Pretty sure you're going to love it. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up, start watching. You also get 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. Watch your local teams while you're traveling. Maybe you got a little summer vacation coming up, and you're not going to have the Cubs with you. Well, now you could. Pop it on your laptop, your iPad, your iPhone, whatever you might have. Uh, got some big events coming up, too. With, well, for currently, the NHL and NBA playoffs. You have the PGA Championship coming up. You can watch it on Fubo. You got the French Open coming up. You can watch it on Fubo. And of course, as Jordan mentioned and, and Ryan, watch your Cubs on Marquee with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to save 15% off that first month of Fubo Pro. Something to check out. You know what I like about it, Jordan, is there are no interruptions. You know, back in the day, if you'd have tried something like this, you'd add hits, delays, spinning wheels of death. And it's just it's just the game on mobile yeah it's, and it's it's as clean as sitting in your living room watching it which is the other way you can do it yeah i mean uh, more often than not i've got my phone and i'm watching the game on my phone or my ipad or whatever because how often do we really get to just sit in front of the tv yeah. for three hours and that's life watch, watch the game, game right yeah. we're, we're all busy we all got stuff mm-hmm. going on so you know pop it on the phone it's super easy uh Marcus in the chat says it's not Ross's fault or Rick's fault. I'm tired of people in the chat blaming these two people for the Cubs not playing good or that we are a bad franchise. They could be worse. We could be Sox fans. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah. It's a direct shot. I think the Sox fans actually, or the Sox guys would actually agree with us in a way. <laughs> right I'm, now. Maybe not like publicly, but like if we were just talking to them like at a bar or something, I feel like they might agree with us. All right. So mm-hmm. my question about, I have two questions about the David Ross thing because. He has been, we've openly said all season, this is the first year you should really be judging whether or not he's a good manager because there are real players on the roster. Not to offend the other guys around the team, but they were in a clear teardown mode and there were clearly players that were playing at the major league level that weren't uh, average major league players, right? They were certainly Mm -hmm. below major league or had been players that were on the back end of their career so now the cubs are trying to build the the floor has been laid if you will are there any popular managers in baseball i like i i realize that it's easy i can question things that david ross did this season most of them are second guessing a few first guesses but really who are the popular managers dusty baker's a guy they're going to face here coming up that Dusty came into town and was very popular when he first got here. By the time he left, nobody says anything nice about Dusty. I don't think that's necessarily fair either, but he just won a World Series. So is Dusty. I wonder if Dusty's getting the same treatment in Houston. Well, not now after they won. Yeah. Didn't take Joe Madden very long to fall out of graces. Right. Well, I think Joe Madden was beloved until Game 7 of the World Series. (laughs) Despite the fact that they They won won it, it, I think that people are still litigating – 
game seven to this day, which is incredible to me because it's like they won. I mean, they won. <laughs> they won. Like, yeah. yeah, there were Why some dumb things. Why find something they wrong won. about winning after 108 years? Right. Yes, but you know, I, I think that your point is well made, but I also think that in baseball, I just think that the sport lends itself to people watching it and having enough time to view decisions and feel that they can make the decisions better than the person that is managing mm. the game. Because I, I know the baseball is faster now, but it's still a slower game. And as a result of it, people watch it and think, I could do this better. I'd put this Always. guy in. And everything is hindsight. And so, you know, I think that one of the things that managers always suffer from is, I mean, you know this because you're there every day. Like, Ross has certain guys he can't use because of pitch, mm-hmm. pitch counts or the amount of times that they've been used in the last week. And so the fans are going to go, well, why didn't you use this guy? It's like, well, he was down today, and you don't always know that. Yeah, it's like the Moreau on uh, Monday, Monday yeah. when he got there. Right. And it was like, well, he had just been on a plane for, like, like multiple plane rides. Then yeah. had to – it's like, why didn't he go in when Nico got hurt? It's like the dude really had, like, a really long – freaking day i think like david ross like maybe he could have put him in there but i think the whole point was to not use him like like literally like the last resort kind of thing to use him which yeah. he won't publicly say he won't say that nico was not usable the last couple of days he's gonna say like uh, uh, he might be able to come off the bench yeah so like, i think i think so. inherently managers wear it in a way where yeah. they have to because that's part of the job right yeah. they can't explain everything that's going on because there are guys that they're protecting in the clubhouse so they have to wear it a little bit mm-hmm. and he certainly is but I just think, like, managers in baseball don't make enough of a difference on the day-to-day of a game, uh, of a team, that that Ross deserves the level of consternation that is going on. Like, I think that most of the time, managers don't make that big a difference except for, do like, do the players play hard for whoever the manager is? I think in the Cubs' case, they do play hard for him. I don't think there's ever a question of effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he hasn't said or, he hasn't said jog to first base, and he hasn't fallen asleep in the dugout. Right. So I mean, like unless you're unless you are walking guys on three and one, like Larusa was doing last year, or falling asleep <laughs> in the dugout, or yeah. things that are just like so unbelievably <laughs> egregious, where you're like, this is just not going to work. Mm-hmm. And also, like with that, there was the dynamic is of like the age and the, and the whole thing. Like then, okay, fine. It doesn't work and, and it should be criticized. But I don't feel like, while I don't think that David Ross is, you know, I don't know, Casey Stengel in his prime. I'm just saying, like, I don't know that we're <laughs> talking about, like, I'm trying to think of, like, Cody was great like, well, managers of the past. Like, who, what is he supposed to do, right? They, yeah. have, a, they have a flawed roster. He's no Don Zimmer. Yeah. <laughs> he's not, he hasn't he's been no thrown Zimmer. down by he's Pedro no Martinez. I, so, what are, you know, what are we, what are we really he has going nuts reading the chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, before I re- respond yeah. to that, um, Niren said uh, Terry Francona. And I think that's a good one. Like no one, I've never really seen that's anyone a, say anything one. bad about him. Or but I'm not. Barb's, I'm, Barb's not on, Bud Black I'm not on their who, Twitter very much. Yeah, Bud Black is like a liked manager, but he's but he's all like, managing the Rockies. Francona's won a couple right. rings. Like maybe Snickers. Bruce Bochy. He's won a couple. He Bo- won yeah. three rings with the Giants. Like, manager. Okay. I guarantee yeah, 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 yeah. there's yes. fans that don't like him. Um, Those are two good examples. So, right. Cody, well, I want to ask you. I want to hear your response to what Jordan said, and I also have a question. If you have one game to win, you have to win the game. The Cubs have to win the game. Who's managing that and team and writing out the lineup? All of it. Is it Joe Madden or is it David Ross? Okay. Well, while I say this, I'll think about it. Okay. So I'm <laughs> yeah. multitasking okay. over here. Big of me. Uh, <laughs> but wh- like you were saying, I tend to agree with like everything because I always thought how Joe Madden became beloved here is because he just did things a lot different than you ever saw any other yeah. manager did. And, um, you know, whether it's bringing a giraffe into Wrigley Field or a tiger or some weird shit in 2015, yeah, he had the talent, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, all those guys, like the talent was there, but like they had that 2015 team was kind of similar to this team where opening, like on opening day, the projections had them maybe winning 80 games. What, 77 for this team? Um, and then I know that they had the huge second half and they ended up winning 97, but they were probably on pace for 80, 85 wins before August. Yeah. And so, like, for me right now, it's still hard for me to grade David Ross. Yeah, I, there's things that he's done that's made me 
irrationally angry and then there's been moves where i'm like oh that's that's a good move and i probably haven't said it on the show because when the cubs win i like to give the players credit more than i do the manager and when the cubs lose everyone likes to blame the manager right so and i'm openly admitting that so uh but in terms of what you're saying overall like i do think the manager's biggest thing is getting the guys to up to play for them and then managing the bullpen and i thought joe madden was notoriously awful at managing the bullpen unlike david ross i do think david ross is better at managing the bullpen than than joe madden so you you asking me uh who i would want in one game i probably at this point would still take madden just based off experience and like being in that in those situations but i also don't blame anyone who might take ross either just because i do think that a lot of his decision making is coming from the front office but at the same time I see moves that he's making and he's thinking ahead and you want a manager that's like that and doing that all the time. And yeah, like Ryan said, that might not work out uh, and he will get the blame for that, but I'd rather him be thinking ahead than not more often than not. So it's it's like where you'd rather have him be thinking, have a sound decision that doesn't go right than to just have the complete wrong decision. But you're thinking maybe Ross is a better in-game strategist yeah, but because like Aaron's talking about, as far as managing personalities, Ross at that time—not just personalities, personalities and pressure, right? Yeah. He was the perfect guy for that franchise at that time because they yeah. had both of those personalities and pressure, like weighing down on top of him. Do you think Ross is better at in-game strategy? Yes. Than Joe Madden, I do, because when I think about Joe Madden and what he bothered me so much as a manager. I mean, I am so surprised that Steve Ciszek's arm didn't literally fall off. I mean, they use that guy more than anyone else. And I understand that they're like, they didn't, they don't, I, you said that this bullpen isn't like, I, I, I don't fully disagree, but like, it's so much better that if they had this bullpen today in 2018, I think that team wins more than, or goes farther than the wild card. That's interesting. I mean, I I think that their bullpen has improved this year. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. certainly things I like about their bullpen. I think Leiter has Mm -hmm. been great. I mean, his strikeout rate is tremendous. It's clear that he could be a part of the future. I think Rucker has some peripherals that I like. I'm not saying that their bullpen's terrible. I'm just saying that when they lose games in pressure situations with guys Mm -hmm. who are inexperienced, like, am I going to rip David Ross because he, he put an inexperienced pitcher in the game who didn't come through? No, because... Like, how can I be upset that <laughs> Michael Rucker blew a game when Michael Rucker doesn't have a track record of yeah. being this lockdown release? So, I mean, th- th- that's that's all I really mean. Okay. That. That, well, and, that's the, and that's one of those yeah. things is he doesn't have, like, you go back to, like, the 2016 bullpen, like, at least Joe Madden had Chapman, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. For, for the last well, half. Also, yeah. like, Madden <laughs> did a bunch of things in 2016 that are crazy, but they were so good that they worked out. Like when he put Travis Wood in left field and then put him oh. back in the game to pitch, and he not only gets a strikeout but makes a catch at the wall in left field, <laughs> and then it's a homer the next inning. Yes. And it's like Joe Madden is a genius. Look right. at this. Yes. So I mean, like when you're winning, <laughs> the manager is always going to get too much credit, and when you're not winning, the manager is always going to get too much blame. Ooh. And most of the time, it's somewhere in between. I just think that, like, relative to my expectations, speaking only for myself, I don't feel like this team, unless things were to break the right way is probably a playoff team mm. unless again they were to add at the deadline or they they get some performances that are maybe above and beyond so like am i going to get mad at david ross for managing them to the level that i figured they would be which is round 500 no i can't yeah. be that mad about it i guess to, to close out what i was saying is yeah. i there were so many times where I, I felt like madden just he would get attracted to like one particular guy in that bullpen and he or, or two, and the, and the, he overused them so many times. I felt like he would tax the bullpen, on, like <laughs> without yes. really trying to. Yeah. Um. And so, like, when it comes to in-game stuff, managing bullpen stuff like that, yeah, I think David Ross has been better at that. Yeah, it hasn't always worked out. Um. Do they need like a bona fide closer? I mean, yeah, I guess so. Um. But. Considering, like you said, with where the team's at right now, it's like I can't be that mad at David Ross for, honestly, I would say that they have outperformed expectations in a way because no one thought this team would hit like it is, and no one thought this team would pitch like it is right. either. 
Um, yeah, give, give, considering the run differential, uh, they should be like 10 games above 500 right now. And they haven't. And a lot of that is mainly on the players more than David Ross. And so. the, their record in one-run games is, what is it, 2-9? 2-8 still. 2-8. And and eight, 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 so, yeah. I mean, like, is that all on Ross? I don't mm-hmm. think so, right? Well, and that's uh, – some of that's just bad yes. baseball luck, like mm-hmm. a, a ball falling in the outfield that doesn't get caught. Like, like So some of that could – Literally changed some of those one-run games yeah. from balls. losses to wins. It's like, <laughs> but you said it earlier too. I mean, like there were times in that Marlin series where they had guys at the plate that mm-hmm. you'd want at the plate that don't come through. That's not the manager's fault. Yeah. Like, if if we're looking at their lineup and one area where I think it is fair to criticize Ross is I don't know that say a Suzuki needs to bat fourth anymore because mm-hmm. if we're looking mm-hmm. at the plate appearances that he's getting versus others. Until he figures it out offensively, maybe he should be further down in the lineup and you should give other guys opportunities to come. You know, I I don't mean like in the whole like cleanup hitter sense. I'm not looking at it that way. I'm saying like if we're talking about who deserves most more plate appearances or who deserves to be batting in big spots in the game. Mm -hmm. Right now, I think objectively, I don't really want, say, a Suzuki at the plate in a big spot because over the course of this season, he has not proven to be a guy that is coming through in those spots. So, you know, maybe then... Your point, like maybe Morell needs to be getting more plate appearances and he should be higher up in the I, lineup. I think the chat would buy some of that based on last night. <laughs> now, Saya did have a better game last night, which is a good sign moving forward. Yeah. Like if he can build on that, that would be that would be nice. And I, I do still give him he didn't have any spring training, but now he's yeah. played enough games that those games to me would equal spring training. Oh, so yeah. it's almost as if his season is starting in my eyes it's almost as if his season is starting now yeah, he's at he's at 103 plate appearances which a spring training was like maybe in the 60s something yeah. like that like yeah, so that he's what a, guys usually get so he's early he's he's still like if you want to go based on like when opening day is like he's still probably in that first couple two to three weeks of the season so now i, I mean now i think you would hope that a guy you paid this much money to at like in a, in a regular season right would be would already be in 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 season mode, right? Like three weeks into, quote unquote, three weeks into his season. Um, but yeah, yesterday was a good day for him. That's the kind of day they're hoping to get out of him. Uh, I'm not disagreeing with you either. I think yeah. the I mean, you're, you can I, feel free to. Well, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm not because I think Easy the way the wine way boy. the way David Ross <laughs> makes out his lineups. I think they like he likes the continuity, and when you have guys like. Nico at the top, Danzy right behind him, then Hap, who are all three playing pretty yeah. well. And then Say, like, those are the four guys that are, you know, they got the contracts for the next three years, that, like your core, your core so to speak. Uh, and so they want to, that to be the continuity, unless obviously they add, like, a Shohei Otani. Like, he, he's not going to bat behind some of those guys. Um, but uh, that, I, I think, think it's interesting that you mentioned that name, if I may, because if the reason why this matters is Saya is I don't think the. And, Feel free to tell me you disagree on this. I disagree. <laughs> Thank you. I don't think the Cubs can afford for Say Suzuki not to be good. And the reason is they've spent almost $100 million on him when you consider the posting fee yeah. and his contract. And I don't think – I mean, listen, I would love to live in a world where the Cubs are going to go spend half a billion dollars on Shohei Otani. But I think we all know that that's not happening, right? So mm. assuming way that, to kill the dream, man, Jordan. Kill the dream, Listen, Jordan. Come on, I, man. I would be the first to go buy his jersey. I'm just saying it's not happening. <laughs> I so would be too. I'd be I right think in line that with the Ricketts, <laughs> like I think that the Ricketts have taken too much heat for being perceived as cheap. But I do think at some point they're going to have to spend three hundred million dollars on someone. They're going to spend two hundred million dollars on someone. Yes, they're <laughs> not going to spend five hundred million on Otani. They're not going to go from one seventy-seven. To five fifty or six hundred, but, the, but the, in the joke. context of their eventual World Series team, mm-hmm. they can't afford for a seventy-five to hundred million dollar investment not to be good because yeah. they're not they're they are not Steve Cohen. They're not going to spend their way out of it, yeah. and they need him to be good because if they're not going to sign Otani, they're going to end up signing somebody else. But that seventy-five million piece is still going to be relevant to the greater payroll Unless. of this team. Owen Casey and Alcantara and PCA and uh, who else do you want to put in there? Canario all turn out to be super studs. That's how you can afford that. There's Mendy Alcantara? If, no. <laughs> but, but if That's a name. Yeah. If two guys, out, if two guys out of yeah. that group 
turn out to be superstars. Now, I'm not saying that's likely. I'm just saying if two guys out of that group turn out to be superstars, that's how you you start to make up for potential mistakes. I'm not calling say a mistake yet. I'm just saying that is the one position where this organization seems to have a lot of depth. Yeah. Like right now, if you were to tell me how would the Cubs trade for Shohei Otani, I would say, well, they'd have to trade some of their outfield depth. Yeah. And, and again, I don't think that say is a mistake either. I think that he has the ability to be a really good contributor to yeah. this team. I just think right now, given the investment they've made it in him relative to what I think we all agree is probably a future realistic payroll. Mm-hmm. He can't stink. Yeah. Like he can't stink. They need him to be relevant. Cause I don't, I mean like, listen, be amazing if somehow they became the, the Otani winner. But I just think it's more likely that like what they did with Swanson, right? Which I think was smart because for 177, how much better would they be with Xander Bogarts, right? To spend $150 million more. Mm. I feel like they got a great player in Swanson. So mm-hmm. I'm not blaming them for the, All what, those what they're doing. With like the Padres, Phillies, um, the Twins, That's, who we'll see yeah. this weekend. Yeah. All of them. They all have around the same record as the Cubs right yeah. now. Right. I, I don't I don't look at that contract and but. think that the Cubs will regret it in seven years. Like yeah. and last like assuming yeah. health, of yeah. course, assuming health, like I think Dansby will be worth the contract in seven years and you'll look back on it and you're like, Yeah, that was you know, that was okay. Even if right he doesn't even if he's not a perennial all star that leads into a World Series, like you'd be like, eh, that was still a good contract. Yeah. To me, right now he's out already outperforming yeah. just the, the AAV for this year. Like, yeah. Uh, right now, yeah. The, the He's power, so the po- smooth defensively. The def- like, you can't say that about Seiya yet either. It's so yes. fun to watch. And then the, you know, the power's starting to come around mm-hmm. this, these last couple weeks. Um, and, you know, hit 25 bombs last year. We'll see where he ends up the end of this year. But yeah. to bring it back around, though, yeah, like. Where do we start uh, off? We were, <laughs> yeah. we were talking about the managers, right? Yeah. Um, Did anyway. Cody ever finish his point? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Again, I'd rather have Ross and, like, in the in-game strategy stuff than Joe Madden, but also I feel like there's something about that pressure that Joe Madden was able to take off from other from from the Cubs in 16 that helped them win. And whether it was whatever the stupid things he put on the lineup card every day that they'd read or the things he would just say, I, that's not something that you can like teach or it was just like his yeah. vibe and like that was yeah. perfect for that team. So. Yeah, you give me one game, I need one manager. And the way that I think about managers, yeah, I'd probably still go with Joe Madden. But it's uh, – He enjoys a fun glass let, of wine after the get, game. Joe like, Madden, ask, yeah, for ask sure. Ask me yeah. that question again in five years, and, and if the Cubs have had any success, I might change my mind. Yeah. You haven't managed his wine collection yet, have you? I, I no, not yet. would not be able to say if I had, but no. – Okay, oh, <laughs> yeah. not, not yeah. able to reveal yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's not easy to manage a baseball team, but it is easy to manage your energy efficiency, Cody. Oh, yeah. Jordan, let me tell you about the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Because these lights, they're bright. Um, <laughs> and it's cheap. probably because of ComEd, honestly. Mm-hmm. So uh, this program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. Yeah, ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives, incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector sector customers of all sizes across their territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Oh, Luke, how does it work? Well, Cody, an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. They can be done in person or virtually. Either way, works for them. They last about two hours. Then within three to four weeks, customers receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects they can start working on right away. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. Luke, did you say comed.com slash powering biz? That's right, Del Mendo. Get it scheduled today. 
Oh, good. I'm going to do it right after our next show. Okay, afterwards. thank you. Good. Kalata <laughs> uh, said lights and rickets are cheap. You know what else is cheap and not cheap in quality? <laughs> Affordable? Yeah. Shady Rays. That's right. What a way to use Kalata right. in the transition. <laughs> the take Godfather. On, take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is, is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's what you get with Shady Rays. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Actually, I'm going to have to, my, my cousin said that he took a Shady Rays to his, his dad's house uh-huh. and his dog chewed him up. Uh-oh. Oh, so I, I don't know if that counts under the lost and broken replacement program, but I'm going to have to. They got his back. We're going to have to reach out to Shady Rays. I, f- I feel like they're our friends. Like, they'd help us out, right? Um, so, yes, yeah, so if you lose or break them, no questions asked, they'll replace them. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. From building playsets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime, Shady Rays is making an impact in, in your community and others like it now and for years to come. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com and use code chgo for 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people wow 250,000 uh, uh you know we were talking about saya and he's been one of the disappointing things so far this season from the injury into the start after the injury but back to what jordan was saying at the very beginning of the podcast about all the positives it's it's sort of tough to pick out the if you were to if if you could pinpoint Saya as probably the biggest disappointment so far this season, the biggest positive. There's so many positives within the team individually that that's why I would agree with you that there is much more upside to this season than there is the what the record is currently showing. Mm. Because you could say Bellinger, you could say Nico, you could say Steele, you could say Stroman, um, you could say a lot of guys. Um, so I do think that the record could certainly be better. Now, I want to ask you one final question. The White Sox are 13 and 25. The Cardinals are 13 and 25. I was reading an online deal about the rumor of the Cardinals trying to get Giolito to save their season. And I thought, well, okay, a 13 and 25 trying to save another 13 and 25. Which do you think is the most likely? The White Sox bouncing back in the AL Central to somehow be in the mix still before the end of the year. The Cardinals trying to bounce back in the NL Central. Or the Cubs eventually running away as a division champion. Which of those three things is more likely? Is the most likely. If you had to put your Cody Del Mendo bucks down. Man. (laughs) Uh, I would say that I think the Cardinals are more likely to bounce back than those other two and options. make it interesting. I Unfortunately, uh, and that's yeah, well, based off my, so my pain and suffering of my entire life from this stupid franchise. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're, it's literally the worst start in their franchise franchise's history over the last like thirty or forty years. Like the '70s was the last time that they started off this bad. They're doing it in um, the right year in a bad division. But the thing. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, is that as bad as their pitching is, they still have a really great offense. And I do think their bullpen is going to be better than it has been. So if they can find a way to get their starters to give them five innings on a more consistent basis, I could see them, you know, going on a nice little stretch like they always do in like June or July. And you go go into the all-star break and they're like, you know, maybe five, six games under 500, then they'll just get hot in August, yeah. and I'll hate everything. Well, Nolan Arenado is also I, having, like, <laughs> the worst season of his career, and right. correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he's still Nolan Arenado. Yes. So, like, you can assume that he's going to bounce back <laughs> in a pretty big way. I would say that you hate to see him uh, opt in on that contract when he could have got paid so much money, but um, I don't hate to see it. I think I love to see it. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, it's nice to live in a world where the Cardinals are bad. 
I have oh, yeah. to admit, oh, it's man. really nice. When they lost the eight in a row, I, I didn't want to wake up from the dream, Jordan. I, I was <laughs> I was just having the time of my life. I yeah. mean, the Cubs weren't doing much better, but, man, let me tell you, it was so fun watching them lose eight straight days. Yeah. Oh. Well, oh. I think to answer your question, I don't – I think I am on Cody's side here because if you look at the White Sox – they're not the worst team in the league, even though they've played like the worst team in the league. But they get hurt. They have so many guys that can't stay healthy. Their mm-hmm. pitching's and horrible. So, and their pitching has been bad. And then, like, Mancata and Jimenez can't stay on the field. And so, am I supposed to buy that they're going to come back? And not? Because, like, they don't – if you told me they were fully healthy for three months, could I make an argument that maybe they have a run in them? I guess I could do that, but – I don't. I, I just feel bad for some of those guys. Like they cannot stay healthy. They can't get on the yeah. field. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like I just think the reason that like you could argue that they could bounce back. Those like their division is, is their division is worse than the cent, the NL Central. I mean the Twins are in first and they're three games above five hundred, and then three of the five teams are like the White Sox thirteen and twenty five. Like the Royals are like, the White Sox are even the fourth or the worst team in the Central. Like, I know. The Royals are worse. Yeah. Well, couldn't the Guardians? I mean, so you got the guy, right Terry now, Francona, figure yeah, it out, and right? Like the Guardians sudden, were yeah. favorites to win that division this year. You know, yeah. the Twins. You know, they got Bucks think, and they got Correa. The Their pitching's been very <laughs> yeah. good. Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan. Uh, so are we just gonna uh, say that the, the least likely is the Cubs running away with the Central? I think, this, I, think away, I think that's how it feels to me. I, I, I it, don't it does because th- I don't think they're yeah. running away with anything. That's what I'm saying. I feel like the ascent that both and both AL and NL Central are open enough that these you know the Sox and the Cardinals who are at the bottom you know, I guess you said the Sox are fourth but the Cardinals bottom of the division like these bottom feeders as far as the divisions go they're not that far out of it and it's May 11th like there's yeah. plenty of time of, for those two teams left. to turn some things around get healthy whatever I don't know that I see the Cubs completely running away with the Central no but they have become the most likely playoff team out of those three for sure yeah. After 13 and 25 starts for the other two teams. So, <laughs> remember, so. you're one game under 500, but you're not 13 and 25. Yeah, and you have a worse. lot of positives on your on your individual players on your roster that those other two teams have not had right. this, this season either. So, we got to go because the Hawks guys are hovering over the set, circling like vultures, <laughs> waiting to get on here to do their hot show. Uh, we want to thank Jordan Burnfield for coming in. Uh, Thanks for good having to see you, Ice. Thanks yeah, great for, to see you. You going to come on again this season? Anytime you want. Again. Yeah, when you're not dealing in. with wine, I'm dealing with wine. <laughs> W-H-I-N-E is my type. <laughs> yeah. I'm dealing with It's always wine time around I had to spell that slowly because my right? mind works slowly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO. By the way, Cody and Ryan heading to Iowa, so if you want to see those guys. If you're in Iowa. They'll be there tomorrow. Friday. We're going tomorrow. We're going tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Rody, yeah, yeah, taking a roadie to Iowa. Hoping. Hoping. Hoping, fingers crossed, that we're talking with Ben Brown and uh, Cam Sanders. Nice. Uh, and you then, heard it here first. Yeah. And then um, Brendan and – well, Brendan on Sunday, he just DM'd me on Slack and asked me if I could join him because Corey will be coming back from Hawaii. Ooh. So oh. See, you'll be on Sunday. So I'll Sunday's be on the next Sunday show? with Brendan. Aloha. Aloha. Yeah. Sunday's the next live yeah. show? Yeah. Okay. So, All yeah, right. next live show is Sunday. After probably the after the game. Barb. But you can follow on social because there'll be all kinds of stuff coming from yeah, our yeah, yeah. And until the next live game, post-game show, whatever you want to call it, you know what we always say, fly the W. <laughs> <laughs>